Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so excited that you're here. Every week, I invite a girlfriend to join me on the show, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Today's show is brought to you by Sock Club. Father's Day is right around the corner, and Sock Club is delivering the perfect gift experience. Remind that dad in your life that he is loved from head to toe with quality American-made socks sent straight to his door. With different designs and a personal note every month, this little gift is sure to make a big impact. In fact, I gave this gift to my husband last year for his birthday, and he loves getting a new pair of socks every single month. Guys, go to SockClub.com and get 15% off using the discount code HAPPY at checkout. Give a little reminder of your love every month. Give SockClub. SockClub.com, use the discount code HAPPY. Hey friends, I am actually still in Kenya right now as you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on the day it comes out. We talked about that last week on the show of why I'm in Kenya. I talked about it with my friend Angie Smith on last week's episode. So if you want to know why I'm here or why I'm there, go give that a listen. Today's show is episode number 144 and my guest is my friend Sarah Harmeyer. Sarah and I met on a trip we took to Uganda and I loved her literally, no lie, from the minute that I met her. We were roommates on that trip, and when you share a room with someone, especially on a crazy trip in another country, in a whole new environment, you become fast friends no matter what. Sarah has a fun job in fundraising as her day job, but she also has something on the side called Neighbor's Table, and we're going to talk about that today, and you're going to love her heart for people around her table. Also, be ready to gasp when you hear how many people that she has hosted around her table in her backyard in the past few years. You will think to yourself, if she can do that, I can invite a family over this week for dinner. Guys, funny thing is, is that this conversation could not have been planned any better to go along with the book that we're reading for June's book club. Now, this book that we're reading just released yesterday, so you can still get it and join us. It's called The Turquoise Table by Kristen Schell, and it's not too late to join. JamieIvy.com slash book club. All right, friends, here is my conversation with Sarah Harmeyer. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the happy hour. Jamie, Ivy, one of my favorite people. I'm How are so you, my friend? glad <laughs> that this is finally happening. Finally. Finally. Jamie. How long have we talked about this? Years upon years. <laughs> years. I mean, decades. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like it. We are both busy people with full lives and a lot going on. So I'm so happy that we have connected it today, is like my friend. It's the best time for you and I to get together because I'm so excited about what's happening in your world and... Well, I just it's happy hour. I would always pause for happy hour. And I think I think this um gives us a moment to give a toast, Jamie. Okay. And we're really at happy hour. Yeah, this is happy um, hour. Can I give a toast to you? I don't know if it's ever been done on your show. You're the first. I think I'm gonna give a toast. Raise whatever cup, mug, glass you have around you, my I've friend. I've got my Nalgene bottle up in the air full of water. Perfect. I've got my Ozarka water bottle in the air as well. 
I offer this toast to you, to all of our listeners, to our friends. I raise my glass to the general joy of this table that we will set this next hour together. And I think friendship, here's the deal, Jamie. Okay. I think friendship and the happy hour, I want to remind us that it is not a big thing, but it's actually a million little things. So here's to a million little things that make up your world, your friendship, your incredible show. And here's to you and continue joy at this table this next hour. And thanks for having me on. Cheers. Here's to you. Cheers. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you a toast now. Okay. Okay. This, this you know what? We this haven't is, planned this. No, we have not <laughs> planned this. This is funny. But my friends that like have actually had dinner at my house and stuff, I love toast. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of my favorite things. And Aaron and I have cried giving people mm. toast in our home. Okay. So here's my yeah. toast to you, Sarah, as okay. I raise my Nalgene bottle to you. <laughs> I want to toast to you because I say this with the utmost sincerity that I could breathe out of my body right now is that I have never felt as at home around someone as I do you. Mm. Every single time we have been together and we have had a conversation, you have made me feel as though I was the only person on your brain at that moment. Wow. I have slept in your home and you have welcomed me and we have shared a room in Uganda <laughs> together, which we'll talk about. But I just <laughs> want to toast you for being literally one of the people in my world that I can say makes me feel the most comfortable around ever. Cheers to you, wow. Sarah. Cheers back to you, my friend. Well, that oh, was the that, best opening of a podcast ever. <laughs> it's happy hour. You it's have happy to. happy hour. Okay, <laughs> Sarah, I, I can introduce you just fine, but I'm going to give you an opportunity as well. But you and I met, I guess it's been over two years ago when we traveled to Uganda together. Yeah, that's we, an adventurous way to meet. That's an adventurous <laughs> way to meet. I have a handful of friends that that's how I met. And so we went to Uganda together. But you also have an amazing organization that you're working on. So you give us the one minute who is Sarah introduction. Thanks, Jamie. I just love being on here. I am in Dallas and I am single and turned 40 this last year, which is pretty crazy. I moved to Dallas for my job. I'm a Houston girl, just like you, Jamie, mm -hmm. originally. And I have a full-time job where I steward relationships for a nationally recognized children's hospital. And I've been there 10 years. It's amazing. It's an incredible mission. And then in my margins of my world, I love to gather people at my table. And I have a backyard table that I do that. And I've been really intentional about that the last five years. And out of that, I have started a small business on the side called Neighbor's Table. And I say that I'm the chief people gatherer at Neighbor's Table. And it's something fun that my dad and I are doing. And I'm sure we'll get to talk about that. Yeah. But that's kind of what I stay busy doing. And I love to travel and all that kind of stuff. So I stay busy. You do, but you do busy with full stuff. And one thing is like, I had a conversation just this morning with a girlfriend about staying busy. Mm -hmm. And I feel that you and I, we, in reality, we do stay busy. But I would say that we both are very fulfilled with what we're doing. And the busyness actually isn't, it's not a bad busy. It's like we are pouring ourselves into things totally. um, that we love. And so I think that you stay very full. 
Yes, that's a great way to pull that. I love that word full. Mm-hmm. Life is full and it feels full of joy because we get to do the things that we love. And not many people can say that. And, and I know that that is something I never want to take for granted, mm. that life is full with really good things and really good people. So, yeah. Because I can tell the difference in my world when I'm really like overworked and busy versus when I'm really feeling full. Totally. So this is what I love about what you've done. And I feel like There's going to be people listening who are like, I have a dream. I have a dream, just like Sarah had a dream. But when you started five years ago, Neighbors Table, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you didn't have this end goal of what you're looking at now in mind. You kind of started with, here's something I'm passionate about, and that is gathering people around my table. So how did the idea of I want to be, you know, the chief people gatherer, I want to welcome people in my home, because you do that so well, and there has to be some intention behind it. So take me back to when you started going, I think I want to be super intentional with what this looks like at my house right now. Yep. I was actually kind of a mess. I had moved to Dallas in 2010 and my identity was super wrapped up in my work. And I had a good friend that just helped me realize that to rest and remember in my identity in Christ is the only place to be. And part of that process with my friend, he said, Sarah, you naturally are a people gatherer. You are wired to gather people. You are wired to love people, to create experiences for people. And he goes, I want you to think about how you might do that in and outside the church. And I had no context for being a people gatherer. I had no context for where I was going to do this. And I thought back to the best moments of my life, Jamie, and probably like you and Aaron have shared many moments around the table. And those are probably some of the sweetest moments I've had in my life. And I said, that's it. I want to be a people gatherer around my table. And I have a tiny house, as you know, in Dallas and kind of a tiny yard too, but I had a little more space in my yard. So I asked my dad if he'd build me a table big enough to seat 20 people. So 20 people can sit around my table, 18 feet long. We've placed it under my oak tree in my backyard and hung chandeliers overhead. And I got real intentional about being a people gatherer. So I'm one of those nerds that pick a word each year to think about as a New Year's resolution. Are you a word girl? No, I'm not. And I've talked about that in here before. It's not nerdy. The reason I never have is it just makes me nervous. The commit. I maybe have a commitment problem. Like I'm like, well, I don't know. Or it's going to make me change something in my life. And that makes me nervous. So I really admire you. So go ahead with your word. I'm so simple that I just need one word to focus on for a whole freaking year. That's good, though. I Um, should do it. Oh, my gosh. Well, my word for 2012 was community. And I really wanted to live into being a people gatherer. And I was still kind of new to Dallas, Jamie. And I wanted to get to know my neighbors. I wanted to get to know people in my community. So I became intentional about being a people gatherer. And I set a goal to try to serve 500 people around this table that dad built. And rarely do we set goals around hospitality. It's kind of a strange thing, but I wanted to be intentional about that and live into the way God made me. So let me uh, ask you a couple questions real quick, because you had this guy speak into you and you were struggling with your identity and all of these things. And he said, I see this in you. Had you seen that in yourself with this people gathering and hospitality, or is that something that he really did see that you were blinded to in your own self? 
Yeah, no, he helped me realize that that's who I was. But then I took probably eight or nine months, Jamie, to pray through what that would look like as a people gather. I didn't know if that was like I was going to pull a Bible study together. Mm. I didn't know if that was going to be something else. But when I thought back to like the very best moments of Mm -hmm. my life, I kept coming back to that. So I had a crazy story when I was in grad school. I had a cafe out of my house, like a super illegal cafe. Like I served lunch three days a week. Wait, I do not know this about you, Sarah. You don't? No. (laughs) I literally played restaurant in college and I would put a mason jar on the table and say, pay me whatever you want. This was so fun. It was back, you know, when we had answer machines and I'd put the menu, I'd have a soup, salad, sandwich, and dessert. Oh my gosh, this Every is the week best. It I'd put it on my answer machine and people would just say, I'd like to have a reservation for four at 12 o'clock on Wednesday. Okay, and were they eating up. in your apartment or just picking up to go? They were eating. So I had a cute had little a restaurant. House. We turned one of the rooms in the house into a restaurant. I could seat 16 at a time. It was hilarious. It's oh. called the Red Porch Cafe. Jamie. Okay. So tell me like, were you the one cooking everything? I would get up super early. All my classes were at night in grad school. So I'd get up super early. I'd prepare for how many people were coming. Like my university president would come and entertain oh guests on campus guests here. People from the neighborhood would come. It was hilarious. But that was like the best year of my life. And I was like, there was something about that that I got to create, got to love, got to bring people in. And it's what I'm doing around my table now. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of that first start of getting a little taste of how God's made me. Okay, well, next time I come to your house, I'd like a soup and salad. Like, I mean, made from you. I'm not even that great a cook, but (laughs) it's just the experience and getting to create something for someone. Okay, so so you had had experience with, I'll use quote unquote entertaining because it's, we're not just entertaining people here, but you had had experience with having people in your home, literally, Mm -hmm. and making them a space where they felt welcome and invited with hospitality. And so you realized, I think I can do something like this. And so you set out this goal over how many years to have 500 people sit around your table? One year. One year. guests over many nights. Um, just I set a goal and I started counting people. So at the end of the night, I'd write down I had 13 guests that night or 18 that night. And I just started being really intentional in a really busy season of my life. And I just made a priority to live into who he made me. So It was wild. It was the best year, Jamie. It was the best year. On Thanksgiving Day, the 500th guest walked on my driveway that year, and I had made a crown and a sash and 500 on it, and everyone cheered. It was like the biggest deal. My dad was there, and for my dad to see me, his daughter, living into how God made me around something that he built with his two hands was just the best joy. So at the end of that year, I was like, well, I can't just stop this. Like, this is amazing. So I've been at it for the last five years now and have gathered that many people every year. And it's just been life-changing. It's been just the most beautiful thing that God's really said, I'm going to meet you here and I'm going to bring people into your life that you need to know and that you're going to be impacted by. And some Mm -hmm. of my best friends I met at the table but it's a ragamuffin group. I mean, there's all kinds of people that come to my table and most of the nights people don't know each other. And I am really intentional about connecting people with each other and then trying to connect them with the bigger story of what this life is. So, Okay. Do you remember who the 500th person was? Yeah. Her name was Michelle. Michelle. Yep. 
she is a single mom with three little kids. She came walking down the driveway with her aunt squash casserole that day. And the kids were running around. One of them had a camera in his hand. I remember these details. Like everything is just so heightened at the table when I get to experience this. It's You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay, so I feel like I'm listening. And of course, I already knew this part of your story besides the cafe you ran out of your house, which is just the (laughs) best thing I've heard all day about you. But I know this about you and I know the tendency of what people are thinking right now. So Mm -hmm. what's going through their mind right now is like, okay, that's awesome. But... You know, I have a job. I have a small house. I'm not a very good cook. I don't have that many plates. I have a family. I have a husband. My aging mom lives with me. All of these things will be going through someone's head. Right. And so I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that you also had obstacles. Yep. Yeah. And so what does that look like when you look like, okay, so I want to be more hospitable if someone's listening. I want to be more hospitable. I want to have more people around my home. I want to invite people, but I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not that. So I guess I can't do it. Yeah. As you're asking me this question, the first word that comes into my mind is rest. And that's a rare word that we associate with gathering people. Yeah. Pinterest has just ruined us. We think that everything has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And we've got to have 
all this time or all this money or all this space to connect with people. And I've learned that that's not the case. And I'm doing it differently now because I learned to rest in my identity and rest in Christ. So honestly, I'm not a great cook. I mean, Aaron got that skill somehow, uh-huh. Jamie, <laughs> yes. and it, it skipped over me. I, I can put a meal together like you, like if we had a mm-hmm. good recipe, if we had someone that laid out a good menu for us, we can do it. Literally, my last gathering that I had a couple of weeks ago, I ordered pizza, I put a great salad together, and I served popsicles. And that was the meal of 20 adults at my table. I love it. And it was great. And people loved it. And it really is not about the food for me. So if you're thinking, oh, I can't cook, or oh, I can't put things together, nine out of 10 times when someone tells me, Sarah, that was the best dinner party ever, and I ask them why, they always say the people. Mm. So I think as hosts, and Jamie, you do this really well, like when you do your live shows in your yard or whatever, like you communicate immediately what you want people to experience while they're at your home or in your yard or Mm. whatever. That's the thing about a hostess. If we're at rest as a hostess, people pick that up. They know that this is a chill place and we're not running around like crazy people. I actually have piles. If you walk through my house, you're going to see piles. And people have told me like, I kind of feel like your house is like mine. Mm -hmm. And I think we just got to rest. We've got to chill. We've got to make things about people more than what's actually on the table. So, Oh, I love that. Creators like you're, you're creative, Mm -hmm. Jane. I think we get stressed out about how my flowers are going to look or how my table is going to be set. Do I have the greatest napkins? But it's really about who's around the table. And when we make it about people, people know the difference. And that is my prayer and my hope that I always make our gatherings about people. That's true because I'm thinking when you're talking about the word rest, and you're right, it doesn't go along well with having people in your home and creating a space for that. But when you think back at times that you have been at someone's house when the hostess is not restful Mm -hmm. and they're stressed and there's a tension in the air and there's not that ability to just kind of like exhale and be yourself and be open, there's more of a tension and so it's harder to relax. And so that is so true. And, you know, I love this conversation so much because like you, when you think back of some of your favorite moments around the table, ours is the same way. Like you think Mm -hmm. back of great conversations, deep conversations, hard conversations. We always say, Aaron and I always say that like just stuff happens over food. It's just like, it just, things open up and confession and happiness and tears and joy and all kinds of things happen over a table. And so I love this conversation a lot. Now, what about the person who is thinking to themselves, I just don't feel like I have the time. Like Mm -hmm. when does Sarah have 500 people in her home and she has a full-time job, you know, and you travel and you have friends and you have a life outside of 500 people. What about that? I think it's looking at our schedules and seeing when do I have margin Mm -hmm. and what am I going to fill that time with? For me, Gathering people is so life-giving. So why wouldn't I want to plug in something that's so life-giving to me? Mm. Am I an introvert and at the end of the night feel like I've been run over a truck in the very best possible way? Yes, but it is worth every single moment because it gives me life. It gives me so much joy to be able to serve people and that sort of thing. Jamie, everyone signs my table when they come to eat at oh, it. Oh, I so didn't on the know top that. 
I, there's just signatures all over and they fade with the sun and they come back and we just kind of create new moments at the table. But one time I had this girl that it was her first time to the table and she wrote on it, I have a reservation at this table for life. That's what she wrote on the table. And I got the biggest kick out of that. And you were just talking about some of those more tender moments at the table. But a couple of months after that first time she came, my friend Carrie said, we'd love to come back. And they were scheduled to be at my table that Saturday. And her friend Carrie had called me and said, Sarah, Amy's got some bad news this week. I don't know if she's going to be able to come or not, but can we keep you posted? And I said, sure. Well, she called me back Friday night and she said, here's the deal. Amy's husband wants a divorce and she got that news this week and she's just devastated as you can imagine. Her sisters are coming in, her best friends are rallying around her and she told me she wanted to be nowhere else but your table Saturday night. Could we make some room for her sisters and her friends that night as well? Mm. And I said, absolutely. Like, I won't even tell people what's going right. on. Like, I'll just seat you guys down at one end of the table and let you guys just rally and, and create friendship and community around someone in need that night. Well, one of the things I do before we sit down at the table is I always circle everyone up, Jamie, and I tell people what I love about them before we sit down. And this goes for people that just walked down my driveway and I just had a two-minute conversation with as I met them for the first time. I try to remember their name and then I try to remember something about our conversation. And it could be something so simple and like every other night, I told Amy what I loved about her and I tried to breathe life into her in that moment. And everyone sits down a little more confident because I know who they're sitting by. I like to do place cards and communicate that I've got a place for them at the table. But that night they sat at one end of the table and they were laughing for most of the night. And at the end, it got a little teary and they lingered at the table, the last ones up. And I know that there are moments that will come and because we've made time for people and we've made time, space for people, I think really beautiful things can still happen and, and they can still feel the love. Mm. Not to be cliche, but yeah, feel the <laughs> I love. say Neighbors Table is a love mission. I don't want people to know that they're loved and that they're loved by a, a great God that has created a place at the banquet table. Yeah, for them. yeah so many like just like coinciding imagery between what you're doing and what God has done and will continue to do for us. So I love what you said, and I knew that you did that about telling every person that comes in there what Mm -hmm. you love about them. And that is something that I could also toast you about is that you love so well. The last question before I talk more about what you're doing with Neighbors Table is 500. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know 500 people. I didn't either. Because people I are thinking, either. well, she must be famous to have 500 people come. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Like, right. who has 500 friends? So no, tell no us, one. who are these 500 people? I was new to Dallas. I literally knew two neighbors when I started. And so I started with my neighborhood. My first invitation that went out, I think I put it in 300 mailboxes in my neighborhood. Just Wait, stop. To, you just yeah. walked around your neighborhood and invited <laughs> people to your house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I put on the invitation. I said this. I said, if you've never considered stepping outside your house to meet your neighbors, would you come this night? I don't know anyone and I would love to meet you. It was that honest. That's what the invitation said. I said, I'll have someone playing guitar. Why don't you bring a dish and a beverage to share? And let's get to know each other. 91 people showed up that night, Jamie. Oh, my gosh. Incoming, incoming. 
And my heart was just about to explode because I realized that night that people just want to be invited. There's so many people just waiting to be included. Were you prepared for 91 people? No, girl. I just had plates and forks. <laughs> they were bringing the food and the drinks. So. That's a smart thing that you did. Yes, we yes. We might have had to run out for some more cups or something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, isn't that wild? I mean, this is, like, this is like what every church is trying to teach their members to do. You just did it. I mean, you just invited. It's just saying yes. And going back to your question about like, how do you do this? If you feel like you don't have time, if you don't feel like you have resources, like thinking about how can I do it? Is it just popcorn at the table? Like, is it just a late night after the kids are gone down to bed, inviting some people over? Like, think really simple because the fruits of what happens when we gather are just so beautiful. I mean, you know that Jamie, your supper club and Mm -hmm. just the the magic that happens when we are in community and we know people. And even if we don't know them, I had a crazy story one Christmas, Jamie, I had a neighbor reach out to me and he said, Sarah, my son and I's plans fell through for Christmas. And I know sometimes your table is this place where people come if they don't have a place. Are you having an orphan Christmas this year? Oh, I love it. Jamie, I was like, well, now I am. Yeah. That way. So Lee came and his son came and I said, could we just extend the invite to people in our neighborhood to see if anyone else needs a place to come? I figure if you don't have a place on Christmas, then you definitely need a place. So we had seven men come that day that I'd never met before. And they walked down my driveway. They got the same treatment as everyone else. The big bear hug. Tell me your name. Who are you? And we were sitting at my table, my dad, my sister, and Lee and his son and these seven men just having a conversation, nothing big. And I've got, you've probably seen them in my backyard, these five foot tall letters that mm-hmm. spell love, L-O-V-E against the fence. And this guy, Russ, points over at those love letters. He goes, that's what it feels like here. Mm. It feels like love. And there are moments like that, Jamie, that we are talking about nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. Mm. We were talking about the history of Dallas, Mm -hmm. I think, in the middle of that conversation where he felt in that moment at the table, he was feeling loved, Mm. just being a part of something. So I say these stories because I want to encourage people to gather. I want them to make time make it a priority. If you need to set a goal like I did to try to serve 20 people this year in your home, Mm -hmm. like be intentional. That's how things get done in our life. I mean, you and I are both very goal oriented around things Mm -hmm. in our work. Why wouldn't we be goal oriented around other things? It's so true. And sometimes you just have to plan really far in advance. Like I'm sure that you have with as many people that you have on your table that, and I love the spontaneity of it that you said with, with these dinners, but sometimes it is a matter of being like, okay, in a month, everyone get Mm -hmm. on your calendar. You're coming yeah. to my home. And so I think that once you get to where you get what it feels like to have people in your home and make people feel welcomed, it's one of our favorite things is just to have yeah. people in, make them feel as though there's not a care in the world and they just are happy to be there and they feel safe. You know, I just yeah. want people to feel safe and loved. Guys, today's show is also brought to you by Kapari. If you're like me, finding good stuff to go on your skin that is actually good for you is sometimes hard. That's why I'm excited to introduce you to a line of beauty products that does just that. Kapari. These are products that moisturize skin and hair. They smell great, but here's the kicker, guys. There's no sulfates, no silicones, no GMOs, no parabens. Instead, Kapari products are made with 100% organic coconut oil. 
Capari makes great products like a coconut sheer oil, which is light and perfect as a facial moisturizer, a coconut balm for intense soothing and smoothing of super dry skin, a coconut crush scrub that buffs you beautiful, a coconut body glow that gives you a natural all over shimmer. Who doesn't want that in the summer? And of course, guys, their original coconut melt, which let me tell you what I do with that original coconut melt. I take a scoop of it and I put it in my bath. And let me tell you, when I get out of the bath, there's no need for lotion because my skin is like silky soft. Oil of the highest quality with a great aroma and a non-gritty texture that you can apply literally, guys, from head to toe. Guys, say aloha to the best skin and hair of your life with Kapari. Go to kaparibeauty.com slash Jamie to get 20% off your order. That's Kapari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash Jamie for 20% off. Guys, today's show is also brought to you by StoryWorth. Everyone has that family member who tells the best stories. Whether they're anecdotes from their childhood or tales passed down for generations, they are timeless treasures. And now they're easier than ever to preserve thanks to StoryWorth. StoryWorth safeguards your narrative so that future generations can enjoy them and brings families together as they get to know each other better. Simply purchase a subscription for someone you love, and each week StoryWorth sends them an email with questions about their life. Then they reply with their story, either via phone or email. Then, guys, after a year, their stories are bound into a beautiful keepsake book. All stories are private and only shared with the family that you choose. It really is a great way to bridge geographic distance between families or simply learn more about your relatives. Plus, this would make a great gift for Mother's Day or Father's Day, which is right around the corner. Guys, I actually gave this to my husband recently as a gift, and I just told him, I really want you to think about these questions every week and write them down for our kids. And I know that you live here in our home, but what a great way for us to make memories about my husband's life for my kids to see. I'll tell you what, I could almost get teary-eyed. I wish I would have done this with my grandma before she passed away. What a great way to capture the experiences of those relatives that you love that are getting older, but you want your kids and their kids to know all about them. For $20 off your StoryWorth subscription, visit storyworth.com slash happy hour. That's storyworth.com slash happy hour. Okay, 500. So do you know a total since you started? I am just over 2,500. Okay. I've probably gathered, I haven't looked at my numbers this year, but I've probably had 70, 80 around that so far. The next time I come to Dallas, can I plan a dinner? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <For> please. <sure. laughs> I'll do whatever you want me to do. If I yes. bring a dish, I'll probably pick it up Jamie, at like Central here, Market or something. <laughs> here's the secret about this table. I only do a little bit. The secret to having a great gathering is involving everyone. So I know we're about to talk about neighbor's table, mm-hmm. but one of the things that I have always dreamed about is teaching and helping other people know that everyone has a place at the table and everyone can participate in the experience of the table. And I've actually made these table tokens to make this really easy on those of us that get overwhelmed with Mm -hmm. gathering. And these table tokens, there's a set of 10 that has a different job on it. So one of them says, give toast. Another says, clear plates, help with dessert, fill glasses, say blessing, like Everyone pulls one when they come down Mm -hmm. the driveway or into your home, and it helps you create that experience. You know, Bob and Maria Goff taught me about that years ago when they talked about their New Year's Day parade. I don't know if you've heard um, them talk about this, but the only rule they have about this parade is that everyone's in. 
No one can sit on the curbs and watch alongside the parade, but everyone's got to be in the parade. And I learned that from them. And I have always gathered with that in mind that I want everyone to participate. And I don't want to run around like the hostess. Yeah, I'm hosting, but what does that really mean? Mm. That just means I've opened up my home and I've said yes. But when we can invite others into that experience, before we sit down at my table, I always tell people what I hope for us. I tell them what I hope that we would experience at our table. Isn't that a weird thing to do? But I say, let's serve each other tonight. We always serve family style at my table. I said, if you see water glasses low, why don't you jump up and fill them for everybody at the table? If you're grabbing another helping of something, why don't you ask people around you if they can help? If you want to bring another bottle of wine over to the table, whatever, like participate. You've said how much you love toast. My rule at my table is that any time of the night you want to give a toast, just stand up right where you are and we'll pay attention to it. It doesn't even have to be at the beginning of the meal, like at any time. I love it. Yeah, it's it's really sweet. It feels to me like when you describe that, as someone who loves to host people, sometimes I'll admit I just want to do everything because mm-hmm. I feel this sense of you're in my home, let me serve you. And I think there's a place for that, right? Yeah. You're in my home, let me serve you, I'll do everything. But when you were talking just now, and I actually am holding these tokens in my hand, looking at them, when you're talking right now, about that. What I feel that you're creating that's different than when I say, no, 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 sit down. I got everything. What you're creating is a sense of I have a purpose here and a sense of community a little bit. And it feels like from even listening to who you're welcoming in and people you don't know, this is what I'm trying to say. If I come to someone's house and I don't know them, you know when I immediately feel at home is when I get to help. Yep, when you get a job, right? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. give me a job. Because I'm a little uncomfortable. I don't know you. I don't know my place here. I've never been in your home before. I don't know your children, whatever. But when yep. you give me a job and I'm doing something to help out, I immediately feel connected to what's happening here. And so yep. I think there's a place for everything as well. But I love the way you're describing of letting everybody feel apart. And I think that makes strangers feel welcome. Yeah, Yeah, I hope so. And I think you're right. There are moments when we should step up and really serve the mess out of people. Mm -hmm. But I think there's also an opportunity that sometimes we avoid asking something of someone else. And I'm not afraid to do that. I think there's a real satisfaction in participating Mm -hmm. in an experience that people get. So I think you're right. I love it. Okay, so Neighbors Table has kind of taken off. And so this began as your own little mantra and mission of I'm going to be a chief people gatherer. I'm going to love people well. Your dad built you this amazing table, which I'm sure he had no idea what he was getting into (laughs) when he built that first table. But then you kind of, and I want to hear you say it, but what I'm seeing is you kind of sense that I think that this, what we're doing here, could be translated and modeled in other ways, not just people welcoming into their home, but you started to say, hey, what if I made you a table? We did. It was my same friend, Eric. He said, Sarah, I think there might be something that could happen outside your own backyard. And I had no clue what he meant. This was about a year and a half in from gathering. And the thought finally came to me that, oh my gosh, there's other people gathers in the world. There's other people wired like me. There's probably people better at this than me. But what if we could find each other and what if we could cheer each other on? And I wonder if someone else needs a home base, kind of like I did, a table, that that's their place that they gather their people around. So I called my dad and I said, Dad, would you be up for building tables for other people? And he said, yeah, I think so. I said, what if we called you the chairman of the board? (laughs) (laughs) And that's his official title. And we just started building tables. Some people would reach out. And, you know, the first table we actually delivered was to a college student. 
her parents surprised her because they saw that she was a people gatherer and they had pizza and pals night, Mm. you know, every weekend. And she'd gather 20 of her college friends around there. And it was unlike anything they were experiencing on their college campus. And after that, another person and another person. And then I just had to create another goal, Jamie, because I'm just so driven by (laughs) having a goal. But my dream really is to have our tables in every state by 2020. Like, I want to think about a map and I want to think about these people, these heroes in these Mm. communities, loving their people that are just to the right and left of them. Nothing fancy, nothing extraordinary, but just ordinary people saying yes and saying, I I have a gift of gathering people and I want to use that to love people and to love God by leaning into the way I'm wired. So We've started this thing and it's been a blast. Um, And you get to do it with your dad. Oh my gosh. He's staying so busy in our family barn. It's not even funny. I mean, he he has become this, this craftsman overnight building tables, but we keep a map up in the barn uh, where he marks where his tables are going. And he thinks about these people and I tell Mm. him stories. This is what I've learned. And this isn't a normal business, Jamie. I actually deliver these tables all over the country myself. And I know someday, I mean, Seth Godin talks about do things that aren't scalable for your business. And someday this might not be possible, Mm -hmm. but I literally rent a big old box truck and we load up these tables and I've driven all the way up to Massachusetts and stuck my toes in the Atlantic. And we have visited so many communities and we've got some fun delivery trips planned ahead for the next few months. And it's something that I feel like we're just building this neighbor's table family. That's Mm. what I say we are. And I feel like, you know, like when we were in college, we would just want to go on this road trip and we'd say, okay, you bring the snacks, you do the playlist. Like we'll just jump in the car together and do something. It kind of feels like that to me as I'm meeting people and a lot of times I don't know these people. So we get to know them and I ask for their family picture before I even show up. So I like to pray for them before we even roll into their driveway with this table. But it's really, really, really fun. Have so. you ever delivered a table and then stayed for dinner? All the time. I've actually spent the night at people's houses I've just met. So you tell them, hey, your table will be here on Friday, and they plan a dinner that night, and you're there. I actually offer that. If it's good timing for you, I'd love to help you dedicate this table with your nearest friends that you'd love to celebrate with. I'd love to make a big deal about you at the table, and it's been so fun to gather with people all over after we assemble the table. I'll help set the table and they'll have had something in the crock pot that day or something easy and we'll get to meet their people. And that's super, super fun. I don't know why, but I just got teary eyed when you were talking about that. It's so fun. I was like, I want to have this experience. I want a neighbor's table. I need to buy one because I want you to come dedicate it to my people. What just a blessing. And here's what I love so much about what you're doing with this love mission. Everything is there is something really, really special about where this table, and we'll just use all the tables in general, but where this table came from and where it started Mm -hmm. and the mission behind it and the desire behind it and the way that you and your dad love the table and the recipients throughout the whole process. Mm. And it's a beautiful handcrafted table that literally, if you think about it, was crafted just for you as you and your dad create these tables for people. I'm looking at your webpage and I'm looking at the U.S. map Yep, and we need to get to the Northwest. We got to get there. We're heading west 
at the end of June, early July, around July 4th. So we've got orders in California, orders up in Washington and Idaho. If you're that way, we have got to come see you. We have not headed west yet, and it's our time. So You're already going way west. We even need, like, the four corners. We need, like, New Mexico, yeah. Arizona, Utah. We need these people. Yep. What's the yep. other state in the four corners? I just went blank. Geography uh, lesson right here. We've got yeah. New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, Colorado? Is that Colorado? No, up I think there? Colorado's up one more. Oh my oh, gosh. We failed. Geography. We have failed. I don't even know what the state is I'm looking Texas. at. Texas. We just think we're our, our own country. <laughs> we do. Here. I'm like, I know where Texas is. Hilarious. You're so kind to say how nice our tables are. But my encouragement to your listeners is if you have a card table, hmm. start gathering. Like, if that is how you're wired and that is how you feel like you want to start taking steps towards that just do that. If you're in a tiny apartment and all you have is a coffee table, like pull up some pillows and gather your girlfriends around your coffee table. Like it really doesn't take much. But if you do want to make an investment in a nine foot table that seats 10 people or our classic size where you've got two tables where it seats 20, we would be so tickled to build that for you. Mm. It does. It's got a story. You know, every time dad builds a table out of our barn, it gets taken two miles down the road to be stored in our neighbor's barn. I'm not even making this up. And then it's loaded up into the truck before we deliver them out. So there's a story to everything before it even leaves Texas. So. And just for everyone listening, you're right, Sarah, it is Colorado. So there's okay. that. Okay. I cannot Good. believe. I've been to Colorado 8,000 times. So I <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just get in the car and let someone else drive me there, apparently. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to put the link up to all the webpage and all that kind of stuff because with nothing else, it is just a great story to follow along as you're following out your mission and your passion. And then if you can't get the table right now, you can get these tokens. Am I right? Yep. Our table tokens are on there. They come in a sweet little muslin cotton bag and they're made out of birch wood and they're hand stamped. They're handmade as well, which are just really cool. They're great like hostess gift. If mm-hmm. you yourself oh, are people yeah. gather, maybe... You can pick some up for a friend that you're going over for Easter this year or Mother's Day. Or I've yeah. heard from more moms that say, oh, my gosh, these things are like gold. I can get my kids in on a fun way to have a job at the dinner table. Or Sarah, whatever. I was yeah. just thinking that. I was just <laughs> right? thinking which ones I was going to use for dinner tonight. Right. Say the blessing, <laughs> clear plates, <laughs> fill up glasses, set yep. table. Yeah. And it could be fun because they could pull it out and, you know, you never know what you're yeah. going to get. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, as a friend from afar, I'm super, super proud of all you guys are doing for building tables for sure, but for building community and for showing people that you can do this, that it's not, it's not out of the ball game. And it doesn't mean you have to have 500 people around your table this year, but it means maybe this month you invite four people, you know, and, and then go from there. And I think the thing that you've said so far, that's been the most, like, just golly out of the crazy box for me is how you just walked around your neighborhood and invited people mm-hmm. because that can seem scary sometimes, but you, yeah. you yourself showed us that people just want to be invited. Yep. Yep. You got to be brave. And I mean, like you, Jamie, like you are living into the way that you were created by doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a gift of sincerity, a gift of gab, a gift of connection. And think about just the two of us living into the way that we're made. You're doing a better job of it than me. I feel like you're doing an amazing job. Mm -mm. But what if we all started living into the way that God made us? Mm. Like maybe someone listening is like really incredible at Excel spreadsheets. God bless you. Mm -hmm. But like 
something so simple like that, like let's think about the way that we are wired. And what if we all started living with like all boosters firing into the way God made us? Mm -hmm. I mean, this world would just be bonkers. Yeah. It would be awesome. Yeah. And it may not be hosting people in your house. That may not nope. be the way that God crafted you, but it could be something else that you do so well yep. and that we need you a part of that. Okay. Love neighbor's table. Sarah, we went to Uganda together. That's when we first bonded yep. and we were roommates. <laughs> we slept in the same room. But something funny that I remember about you is that you had your sound machine. Yeah, that's not the funny Always. part because a lot of my friends, you know, that our house at night is completely quiet. Wow. And I bet it is quiet where you are. It at. is. But yeah. I mean, we never did the sound machines, which is so crazy because so many of my friends are like, I would never hear a robber come in because we've got sound machines in every room. Yeah. And that makes I need to know if they're coming. Like, I'm like, I need to know that you're here. Yep. But also, I remember, too, this is just like not even about you, but I remember how hard we had getting Internet and our job there was to write about oh, our time there. Yes. And I remember that you were diligent. Like you were diligent so much that I like if it wasn't if the Internet wasn't working for me, I'm like, peace out. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Jamie, I don't know. I think I might have had you fooled that I was diligent. But you would get up at like three in the morning and work on it. Yeah, but that's because I had a hard time writing. I think you are a gifted writer. No, Sarah, I just went to bed. (laughs) (laughs) You're generous. Oh my gosh, that was fun. That was a fun trip. That was not your first time to the continent of Africa. You had been Kenya. I spent my summer. I turned 16 and mostly in Tanzania. I was in Tanzania. What did you do there that summer? So I just turned 16. It was a teen missions kind of trip where we literally spent the whole summer helping build a girls' school. So we stayed there and helped with construction and did some cool stuff. Kudos to your parents for letting you go at 16. I mean, and that was a while ago. I mean, it didn't seem like that was that common when we were younger. Yeah. My parents were really great about giving us experiences to experience God and experience the world. I have a lot of interest, I think, because of just some exposure early on. So That's great. That's good for us mamas to remember. Yeah, stick that in your hat. Yep, sure. yep. I do want my kids to have experiences, and some of that involves letting go and just trusting. And that sounds so cliche, but it's true. Yep. Okay. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, Sarah, what are you, what three things are you loving these days? Oh my gosh. Jamie, I'm always drawn to people. So I don't know what people normally share for this, but I wanted to share about a few people that I'm like really pumped about right now. Have you seen on Facebook this page called Special Books by Special Kids? No. Okay. I'm obsessed. And I just found them recently. It's a special education teacher 
that has done different things with kids to help celebrate diversity in our Mm -hmm. community. And he will have interviews with different kids and with different challenges or opportunities and lets people into their world. It's the most moving thing I've seen in a long time. Okay, well, now that you're telling me this, I feel like, well, I recognize that a video was going around recently and I didn't watch it because I was just like, didn't have time to watch a video, but I'm so intrigued. I'm new to it, so I can't even speak to what all he's done, but literally in the last two years, they've gotten a million followers on Facebook. He is just telling the story of incredible kids and interviews them. I think I early on I saw a video in his classroom when he brings up every child before they start their day and he looks him in the eyes and tells him what he loves about him and oh what he gosh. sees in him. So he's an educator. This is his yep. job. Okay. Yep. Yep. So I'm just totally digging that. While I'm thinking about that, I am also obsessed with another teacher and you're going to think I'm crazy because these are just things that I don't know. I must waste my time following. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Mr. B is a chorus director teacher at an elementary school in Staten Island, New York. If you Google or go to YouTube and just put in PS22 chorus, this music teacher, he teaches a fifth grade chorus and they sing stuff like off the radio. So like Carrie Underwood, like when she comes to town, she wants to go sing with his choir because they're incredible. He teaches them how to like feel music and you'll get a glimpse of these kids when you see them and they are just expressing their little hearts out when they sing. And they sing cool, fun stuff that we would see. But all these stars come through and they want to go sing with his kids. And they've sung on the Grammys years ago, but I've been following them for years and I'm pretty obsessed with them. So So you just watch the videos on YouTube? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I love it. Yeah, he's got someone that records them. And he started doing that years ago because people didn't believe what his kids were actually singing and doing. Okay, I love it. Sure enough, pretty sweet. All right, who else? Okay, here's another cool, and this is a young guy. There is a student at Baylor University that is a musician, and I have known Thomas since he was actually in pre-K. But he just came out with a new album last week that I love. It's called From the Foxhole, and he writes all of his own stuff. He's been writing his own albums for several years now. He's incredibly gifted. Thomas Chorba, his last name is C-S-O-R-B-A. He's on iTunes. Okay. He just came out with a new album and I'm loving it. It's really, there's a great song in there called 50 Miles. If anyone wants to check that out. Okay. How have you known him since he was in preschool? Oh my gosh. Well, funny story. I was his teacher for my brief stint at teaching Uh the year and a half (laughs) that I had right out of grad school. He, this is gross, but he was (laughs) sick one day. Okay. And I do not do sick. Jamie, I do not do bodily fluids. (laughs) You just need to know that about me. Like, I've never done this well. So Thomas was, let's just put this a little bit of a mess one day. So I get to my desk the next morning. I had had to take him to the nurse's office, like just super sick little guy. And the next morning on my desk is a Starbucks gift card and a Clorox bottle of of wipes from the family that says, we've heard so much about you. We can't believe this is how (laughs) you've gotten to know us or meet us. But thank you for taking care of Thomas. What a great gift from a parent. the, The rest was history. I used to stay with them when they would travel a lot and would stay with their four kids. And they've just become 
to your family. And they actually were the first people that bought a neighbor's table. Really? Full circle. They just have believed in me and just felt like family. So I am just over the moon thrilled for Thomas and what he's doing with music and while being a student too, you know. That's awesome. So I'm digging his new album though. That is so awesome. I recently saw a, and I can't remember if I saw this on like a news channel or on computer because sometimes they go together. (laughs) But um, I recently saw, speaking of educators, and I have no facts, but I'll just tell you what I saw is that the teacher, a male teacher, has a special hand sign for each of his kids when they're coming into his classroom. Did you see this? Obsessed. Saw that too. Love it. And I'm not talking like two fist bumps. I'm talking like antics. Yes, like a whole ordeal. Like you do with like your best friend and it takes you seven yeah. days to learn it. Yeah. He has one with every student. Yes. I'm just encouraged to live better when I see people like that. I mean, especially teachers. I think I just have a soft place for people investing in kids. So I love it. Someone told Aaron and I, when we were young, when we had just got married, we had some friends in our lives, Colin and Amy Gowen, and they had three young kids. And we spent a lot of time with them, me individually with her and Aaron individually with him. And then it was kind of like our first kind of like couple person to kind of you know, guide us and mentor us. And they told us one time, and of course, this didn't make any sense to us at the time because we're newlyweds and in college and just live in life like we have nothing to do with ourselves. And they had three kids and they told us, they said, here's the deal. When someone loves your kids, you would do anything for them. Mm, That is so true. And we've seen that come to fruition now as being, you know, we have four children. And so when people are invest in our kids' lives in whatever way, or when someone is kind to our children or loves them, it's like, I would do anything for them. I love that. And so I, love that. I see that when teachers, you know, there's special teachers and teachers are just yep. amazing. I know. You got to hug them. <sighs> it's good. I may not be able to like volunteer in the classroom as much, but I'm going to give right. you a really great gift at Christmas time. <laughs> right. Like that's just what we're going to make that agreement right now. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yes. Oh, uh, Sarah, are you a reader? Do you have time? Do you like to read? So I am not much of a reader and mm-hmm. it's funny. I, I actually don't know what I do with my time because I don't watch TV a lot either, but I do occasionally read, you know, the last book that okay, I I'm read. I'm going to interrupt you real quick. I know what you do with your time, Sarah. You love people. Oh yeah. <laughs> you just said, I don't know what I do with my extra time. And I'm just telling you that you love people. I work and I gather people. Yes. That's what I do. Yes. And when I'm done, I'm tired and I go straight to bed. go to bed. Yes. (laughs) No, but you know, I picked up um, Maria Goff's new book, Love Lives Here. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you've read that yet, but I'm just always drawn to books about love. And, you know, she and Bob, this is the second time I mentioned them, but I learned so much from them and watching how they live their life. And Maria's book is just more stories that are, about how she has experienced love in her life and, in my opinion, how she's given it away. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a great book. So that's just now this month. So it's fairly yeah, new. Yeah, I have read parts of it. And she's actually my guest next week. So uh, love it. I know. So we'll, people will get to meet her more. And I'll ask her about that yeah. New Year's Day parade as yeah. well. Y'all need to circle back and come back and listen to Maria. Yes. She's awesome. Come back and listen to Maria. Well, Sarah, this has been just a most fabulous hour ever because I love hearing about how you are loving people so well and the chief people gatherer. And I love that I learned something about you with the (laughs) restaurant out of your house, which is just the best. All you grad students that need some income. There you go. But just thank you for being an encourager for people to love people well. And I'm glad that you said this and I'll say it again is it doesn't have to equal hosting 500 people in your house a year. It just has to equal being willing to just like sit with people and love them and listen to them. And so 
you do that well. I remember when I stayed at your house, I, I think I was maybe had an event in Dallas or something mm-hmm. and I stayed at your house. But what I remember most about coming to your house was that when I came into the guest room, the bed was made out. It was like a sofa bed that you laid out, but it wasn't <laughs> just a sofa bed because it had something on top of it that made it one of the most comfortable beds I've ever slept in. And it was a sofa bed. Oh my gosh. The squishy foam that I yes. put on it. Yes. Yeah. That's not what I remember, but that was awesome. But there was, no, the thing that I remember was that there were chocolates next to my bed, a glass of water, and a note. (laughs) And I just thought. little things. The little things. It's exactly what you said. The little things make up big things. And so I've never forgotten that. And so. You have shown me love a million different ways, my friend. Mm -hmm. And having an opportunity to visit with you on your show is just delightful because I know that you are living into the way God made you, Jamie, and I'm so encouraged. Like all these teachers we just talked about, anyone that's doing that, I just want to be friends with people that are living into the way God made them. And you're doing that so well. And I am thrilled to be your friend and to get a front row seat at all God's doing through you. So, Well, thanks, friend. As a little thank you, I'd love to give your listeners a 10% little discount in my what, shop what? at neighbor, neighborstable.com. So let's use the little discount happy hour. I love it. That in and they can get a little little deal. And I'd love to encourage them in any like way I can. Like 10% off so, everything? Um, anything but the tables. Okay. Yep. I was going to ask you. So we need to make sure you know that. There's great things there. There's some great things that hopefully would be a good reminder to gather. And that's what I'm about. And I want to cheer people on that are people gatherers. So love yep. it. And the bowls. Yep. I mean, that is a beautiful. Yes. Yeah, so we I'll have put a link. dough bowls and kneading mm. troughs and really cool stuff. So. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you for that. And I know our yeah. listeners will thank you for that. Sarah, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for joining me for happy hour. And thanks for being the first person to ever toast on the happy hour. Maybe we should make this a new thing. Here's to you, friend. Here's you to deserve you. the world. Toast. <laughs> Cheers. I love you, Jamie. Love you too. Thanks, Sarah. Okay. Bye. You guys, I loved, 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 loved my conversation with Sarah. Thanks again to Kapari for sponsoring today's episode. These are products that moisturize skin and hair, smell great, but without any sulfate, silicones, GMOs, and parabens. Instead, Kapari products are made with 100% organic coconut oil. Say aloha to the best skin and hair of your life with Kapari. Go to kaparibeauty.com slash Jamie to get 20% off your order. That's Kapari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash Jamie for 20% off. Guys, as always, if you want any information about anything that we chatted about, it's all on my webpage jamieivy.com. Literally, if we say a link, if we say a book, if we say something, it's there. Because I know if you're like me, you listen to podcasts when you're doing dishes, when you're doing laundry, when you're running, when you're in the car, when you're doing something else at the same time, and you don't always have the ability to write everything down. No worries, guys. We do it for you. Guys, last week, I told you I was heading to Kenya with Compassion International. I'm still there. I fly back tomorrow. But here's the thing. If you haven't been following along, I hope that you will now. Go find me on Instagram and see the amazing things that we were able to see this past week at Jamie Ivy. Guys, next week is Maria Goff. And as if I needed to tell you this, you're gonna love her. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. 
We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.